This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With all the news this week about Hillary Clinton and about her email and all that other utter nonsense, we're going to talk about UFOs and the Clintons, E.T. We'll see. In the meantime, on After the Powercast last week, we had... Chris and also Gogs McKay. But Chris said something there which led me to believe that as far as cattle mutilations are concerned, you're now looking at a possibility, the ET hypothesis? Well, I've always looked at it as a possibility. Um, I just have been led by where my research and where the facts go. You know, if you look at the data, you look at the particular cases, you look at patterns in how the cases ebb and flow, you know, you allow the um, the facts and the data, if you're objective, to um, to lead you in particular directions or lines of thinking. You know, I, I mentioned just kind of as, as an aside last week that, you know, I felt that diving in, uh, David Perkins and I, and analyzing the mountains of data that are contained in the first book, Stalking the Herd, I'm I'm starting to be pulled back in a direction of a possible ET scenario, um, just slightly. It's almost like with Ray Stanford, uh, his work pulled me back towards the idea of ETs coming here, just based on on the rationale that he proposed that you know these objects are. If they're coming great distances, they're probably coming in grandmotherships, as, as Ray would put it. And they're discharging motherships, which then discharge smaller scout-type ships for the very simple reason of maximizing energy. And so when I'm looking at the cattle uh, death phenomenon, you know, when you look at the fact that there have been hundreds of helicopter sightings around these um, locations uh, that have been fairly well documented, and you know, you take into account the fact that nobody has ever reported one of these helicopters crashing or running out of fuel or having some sort of mechanical difficulty. And if you look at the, you know, the history of culpability and, and people being charged or convicted of these crimes, uh, no one ever has. So you you have to be intellectually honest and look at that and say, well, what are the odds of, you know, thousands of potential covert ops let's say if they're if it's a, a human agent uh, behind these or uh, human agencies behind these events you would think that there someone would mess up at some point you know the helicopter would crash uh, somebody would would mess up and and um, you'd have some sort of smoking gun uh, event that would point you in the direction of you know human fallibility and we don't have that so in order to be completely objective and intellectually honest, I have to say, well, what are the odds of this 
type of operation occurring thousands of times with, you know, completely flawlessly. And, you know, the odds are pretty high against it. So, you know, I have to um, be brutally honest uh, <laughs> and objective and look at this as, you know, possible evidence to support a high strange ET, ultra-terrestrial, crypto-terrestrial, whatever you want, but something non-human that uh, may be behind at least uh, a portion of these cases. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure my thinking will ebb and flow uh, back and forth a number of times uh, over the course of this follow-up book and and the project of researching it and, and getting, you know, a proper analysis done of all the data in the first book. So, I'm not here to bang a drum. I, I don't have a particular agenda, except I want to get to the truth. And uh, the facts and the data will lead me in the direction that the facts and data will lead me. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll be the first to admit that, uh, you know, the ET scenario is a possibility. I've never discounted it. I've just thought that the likelihood of it, of some sort of off-planet intelligence being involved in the calculation phenomena or, or the UFO phenomena, for that, for that matter, um, I feel is lower than uh, more closed system sort of homespun uh, explanations. So, you know, um, be that as it may, we're forging ahead and, and dispassionately looking at all this data as objectively as possible. Now, when you say bang on the drum all day, I think of Todd Rundgren. Well, I don't know why, but... <laughs> he sang a song like that. You never heard that song? Uh, Todd Rundgren, Bang on a Drum. Uh, Mark Boland banged on a gong. Uh, I don't remember Todd Rundgren banging on a drum, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> never heard it, huh? I have the lyrics right here. Bang the drum all day lyrics. I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drum all day. I don't want to play. I just want to bang on the drum all day from Todd Rundgren. I realize that means nothing to anybody, but let's get back to the important stuff here. So part of the operating theory here is that these helicopters are too perfect. Helicopters crash. They develop problems. Unfortunately, UFOs crash too, at least in Roswell, right? He, whatever. <laughs> don't don't get me started. I'm know, not going the, to. Uh, I'm the, not going to even broach that. Yeah, and no, I didn't go to Roswell for the uh, 59th anniversary or whatever it is. Um, thousands of people dressed up as aliens. I don't know. It's just the stuff of nightmares, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm I'm glad that I'm persona non grata around there <laughs> no one ever invites me anywhere so least of all roswell so i guess i should count my uh, blessings so it doesn't appear as if anyone made a big deal about the roswell shindig at least for this year i haven't heard much of anything i guess maybe nobody cares anymore well all i all i have to do is look at don schmidt sitting there like the whole Roswell slide incident didn't happen, and everybody's giving them the ultimate, uh, you know, do-over, sort of, oh, well, yeah, screw us once, shame on you, screw us twice, shame on us. Uh, I just, it for the life of me, I can't believe how people are able to um, get up and pretend like, you know, 
incidents like that never occurred. It, it just boggles my mind. You know, it, what can I say? Well, I don't believe in perfect spaceships either from other planets. I tend to think politics are the same around the universe, and therefore they have them built by the lowest bidder. That got a response from you. Wow. You know, what can I say, Gene? Listen, E.T. can't be perfect. We assume E.T. is perfect because it might be more advanced than we are. I don't know. But I'm just thinking here as we look towards today's episode, I'm not expecting a lot. It will be a fun kind of story. The Clinton UFO storybook. I mean... Nowadays, it's a big thing to have a book with the name Clinton on it. We have Clinton Cash. We have Clinton this, Clinton that. We have Clinton email. I'm sure there's a book that's being written about that right now. But the Clinton UFO storybook is from Grant Cameron, who's the guy who's been exploring the interests of the governments, especially the president of the U.S., in UFOs and the things around it. And whether we can even expect a president of the U.S. to provide any positive information about UFOs that would help us learn what's going on. And I don't think so. I don't think anything's going to happen about it. I think that even if Hillary Clinton is really interested in the subject, would really like to do something, once she gets in there, nothing will happen because nothing ever happens. But we're going to ask Grant Cameron in our next segment about that. So you have Gene and you have Chris with the Clinton UFO storybook coming up. You're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Attention backpackers on a budget. Why spend $80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at 1 ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99. Filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Grant Cameron has written a book called The Clinton UFO Storybook, and it's subtitled E.T. Politics in the White House. And you have, a, I guess, a co-author or someone who helped you, Katharina Castillo. What was her yeah. role? Uh, she helped do some editing, and I pushed a lot of stuff through and talked to her about it. So, okay, not a major role, but she was. She had some influence in the book, yeah. And I had a lot of editing people, and but but she was one of the main people. Okay, so we're obviously not going to have a Donald Trump UFO storybook because he's never mentioned the subject. And I'm kind of interested in that because we'll get to the Clintons in a moment. But certainly Hillary Clinton has been on national television, one of the all-night shows, where she said she's interested and wants to kind of get to the bottom of it. And I figured that by that time we'd get a tweet from Donald Trump about crooked Hillary being an E.T. believer or flying saucer nut or something, but we never saw that, Mm -hmm. did we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some of that goes back to the fact that it's not really Hillary. 
Hillary has never brought up the subject. Hillary has answered three questions from three different uh, people. It's John Podesta that's behind it, and I insist that John Podesta, because he's chairman for the Hillary Clinton campaign, everything I believe in a campaign goes through a focus group. Because if he had brought up the subject and said, Lena Dunham had done an interview, he said, Lena, good interview, next time ask her about the aliens. That's how it started. If she had suddenly dropped 20 points in the polls, uh, John Podesta, who's a very sort of distinguished Democrat, uh, would have gone down history as the stupidest guy that ever lived. So I insist that he had to have put this in front of a focus group and realized that this was no longer the toxic issue that we always believed it was. And evidently, Donald Trump's advisors, most of whom were Donald Trump, probably came to the same (laughs) conclusion. Because I think he'd say it. I mean, he can't stop talking about things that maybe other candidates don't talk about. But look, you're a Canadian. You don't have to deal with this guy. We have to, but that's another story. Unless they toss him out. Remember, we're recording this show on the day that the U.S. House of Representatives is talking to James Comey, the FBI director, about Uh Hillary Clinton's emails, and I really don't care. I'd rather talk about the UFO connection. But this goes back in your book to her husband's White House run and his interest. So if we look at the beginning here, where did we first get any indication that Bill Clinton might have some interest in UFOs, at least a promise to look into it? Or was that John Podesta too back then? Uh, John Podesta had a big part of it. I, I mentioned in the book that Bill did a number of executive orders where he declassified a whole bunch of stuff. Podesta was there the day Bill walked into the White House and he said, I walked out the door with him. So he's always been with the Clintons. Uh, and he's always a big guy on open government. So Bill in 1994, in one stroke of a pen, declassified 15% of all the material in the National Archives, all the World War II records. In 1995, and I believe Podesta was behind that, he famous executive order that said anything over 25 years unless you've got an exemption has to be declassified. That r- released a billion pages of, of material that was formerly classified. And then in 1996, with a stroke of a pen, he declassified all the uh, satellite stuff, all the corona photograph images and all this kind of stuff. So I believe Podesta was behind that kind of stuff. As to Bill, Bill and Hillary bringing in a lot of new age people into Camp David for sort of like the weekend interest, you know, entertainment type stuff. And I mentioned the fact that I had gotten an invite to a, a lecture by a famous singer that was close to the Clintons where I was told Hillary Clinton might show up. So they had this interest all along. The way it starts with Bill is at the beginning, I like to point this out that before Before he became president, he talks to Webster Hubble, and Webster Hubble details this in his 1997 book, Friends in High Places, that Bill said, if I put you over there in justice, I want you to find the answer to two questions. Number one, are there UFOs? And number two, who killed JFK? And people will describe the fact that he was president and sent him over there, but this was before he was president because he had not yet signed his cabinet. So he may not really have realized what was going on at that point. He may not have gotten the briefing, but he did send Webster Hubble over. Webster Hubble has actually been in contact with reporters since and seems to be playing around with the issue and is not really talking about what he discovered because we asked him questions like, did you get a briefing? Did you request a briefing? Where's the paperwork for, for your investigation? So Bill sends Webster Hubble out to look for this kind of material. And then, of course, there's the famous Rockefeller situation where Lawrence Rockefeller says 
whoever comes in, and whether it was uh, Perot or whether it was Bush or whether it was Clinton, he told Bud Hopkins, who told me the story, that he was going to the president and he was going to get UFO disclosure. And that's when Bud said to him, well, Mr. Rockefeller, I don't think that's how it works. He said, I don't care. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to the president and I'm going to get disclosure. Because Bill won the election, Rockefeller, who's a very powerful guy, couldn't be sort of sloughed off, uh, makes this move to get to the president. He never does get to the president, but he makes this move to get disclosure from the Clinton White House. And that drags the Clintons into this situation with the science advisor where they have to deal for three years with Lawrence Rockefeller. So at the end, they just shuffle him off as some kind of lunatic millionaire? Well, they have to deal with him because he he issues two very distinct threats. And this is where I get into the, I sort of change what I've been saying for a number of years that the president knows. And what happens is, I think Rockefeller knows this as well, that the president is aware of the thing and he should just come clean and he should release it. So what happens is there's two threats that every time Rockefeller didn't get what he wanted, he was dealing with uh, Dr. Jack Gibbons, who was the science advisor to President Clinton. When he wouldn't get what he wanted, he would always threaten to send this letter to the president. He had this draft letter on UFO disclosure, which I put in in the book. In this letter, it basically demands openly that the president disclose. And they did everything that they could to stop him from sending this letter to uh, Bill Clinton. And that would have officially put it on the record. And this was the letter that Hillary Clinton helped edit with Lawrence Rockefeller. So they tried to stop him from that. And the other thing that he threatened was that if he didn't get what he wanted, that he would put a major ad in every major newspaper in the United States, a full-page ad. What he was going to say in this ad was, Mr. President... What do you know? When did you learn it? Have you told Congress? Don't try to go it alone. The people need to be involved. Don't try to go it alone. So he's basically saying to the president, we know that you know what's going on. You have to disclose this. So that was another thing that they tried to get Rockefeller to not do. And that's when they make the deal for Roswell, where they say to him, we're trying to help you. If this thing is as deep as you say it is, this cover up, and if it is as wide as you say it is, there's no way we're going to get all this stuff disclosed. So what we'll do is give us one case. We'll declassify that one case, and then we'll go after the rest of it. And that's when Rockefeller says, okay, I want Roswell and reinvestigate it. And that's why in 1993, the U.S. Air Force gets back into the Roswell investigation. It's not because the U.S. Air Force has nothing better to do or they got some money they need to spend. It was because the Government Accounting Office was also looking at the Roswell thing, and Bill Clinton green-lighted this investigation. So the Air Force has to go back in and reinvestigate the Roswell crash, not because they want to, but because they're forced to do it. Case closed. Then when they put the case closed up, Clinton sees it. He makes this famous statement in 1995 where he says, if the U.S. Air Force did recover bodies, they didn't tell me about it, and I want to know. And that's because in the first Roswell report, it doesn't mention the body. So Clinton makes this challenge to explain the bodies, and that's when they do a second Roswell report. Again, they get get dragged into it, and they have to do another Roswell report, and that's when they come out with the crash test dummies story about dropping dummies in 1953 that are misidentified as four-foot-tall aliens by Roswell witnesses in 1947. We've got Grant Cameron talking about Clinton and E.T. and all that good stuff. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. Dr. Joe Wallach is not your typical doctor. Both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician, Dr. Wallach asked, why does America spend more money on health care by far and yet ranks 50th in health and longevity worldwide? The doctor believes that people should be empowered with a basic understanding of nutrition, then take charge of their life to attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects, requiring more toxic prescription drugs. Talk about being dependent on drug companies, to our own destruction no less. This is clearly a deadly recipe. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people and have joined forces to help this tireless crusader spread his message. Visit GCNminerals.com and listen to Dr. Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I invite you to join the GCN Minerals team. Go to GCNminerals.com. That's GCNminerals.com. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 100 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll earn the same degree as you would on campus, from wherever you are, on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For information, call 1-800-933-1430. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 90% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU Online degrees, call 1-800-933-1430. That's 1-800-933-1430. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision and independence to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. It's the leading cause of blindness in adults 55 and older. Some of us are at greater risk for AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD. If left untreated, it can lead to blindness. The good news? With early detection, AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that can reduce or even reverse some vision loss. Learning that you have AMD can be scary, but there's hope and help. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is researching and developing treatments and cures for AMD. To get your free AMD information packet, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. Join the fight against AMD, because together there is a cure in sight.
This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So you went through a bunch of different factoids there, Grand Cameron, and I wanted to maybe disassemble them in some Chris will also. This public letter, what are we talking about? It was basically a public letter that Rockefeller sent to a bunch of people. He had uh, the science science advisor, the president, looked it over, with their, and everybody's making comments. He, I, I believe he sent it to... Um, uh, Billy Graham and uh, Hillary in one of the documents details that Hillary was helping edit. And it's just basically a letter demanding the disclosure of the UFO phenomena to the American people. It's a uh, page and a half letter, which uh, is in draft form. And as I was said, I, I don't believe it was ever delivered to the president. Every time they wanted to, he wanted to send it, they would sort of give him what he wanted. So I don't believe it was ever delivered to the president. Well, that didn't go very well, did it? Okay, I'm kind of confused here also about the John Podesta connections. So we know, of course, that he's interested in UFOs and is responsible for what Hillary has said during the campaign. He also Uh wrote an introduction to Leslie Kane's book on UFOs. So Uh working with the Clintons in the 90s, how did Podesta become someone who's really, really actively interested in UFOs? Well, we don't know where John Podesta got his interest. We just know that he was known in the Clinton White House as the X-Files man. That in the sort of the room going into his office, he had all his X-Files paraphernalia all over the place. He was very open about the fact that he had phoned Area 51 to see what was going on, that he was interested in X-Files. He believed that he was interested in the subject and didn't really hide it. And uh, the one of the things I identify that he was a very open government guy, but when it came to uh, his 50th birthday party, the Clintons held a X-Files birthday party for him in the White House. And that was one of the FOIs I filed with the Clinton Library after the Clintons left the White House, is for uh, 80, I think it was 83 or 84 photographs and a videotape of that birthday party. And that was the one FOIA that absolutely, I got nothing. They, they said it was, it was uh, personal information, and they weren't going to release it, and uh, I appealed it. I lost the appeal. Uh, Bill Clinton and his lawyer, Lindsay, turned it down, said I couldn't get it. And I said, I mean, this was a public birthday party. It was paid for by American taxpayers inside the White House, and you can't have the chief of staff uh, claiming you know, personal information. And, but it was basically turned down, and the reason I believed it was turned down was that Bill and Hillary had actually dressed up as the X-Files in this birthday party, the, the two X-Files characters in this birthday party. So Bill and Hillary were playing into this, but Podesta was very, very interested. A lot of it has to do not so maybe not so much with UFOs because he also went after Obama. If you remember in 2000, and, well, I can't remember what the exact year was, but he goes after Obama for the drones in the Middle East. He writes an op-ed piece in the in the Washington Post, and he says uh, we've killed four Americans with these drones, and I think the people need to know. He's a very open government. He's a, what's known as a Madison man. John Podesta's basic bottom line is that you cannot have a democracy if the people do not know what's going on. Your vote is totally useless. The only way you can vote is if you know what's going on in the government. But if you don't know, you, you don't have a democracy. So he's very big on opening up everything. And he really is sort of like Steve Bassett. He doesn't really look at the implications. He doesn't really care what's really going to happen. He basically says he believes that people can handle it, and it's the law. So let's do it. 
Now, just parenthetically, what do we think the government actually knows about UFOs? Obviously, they deny things when stuff is released from the Freedom of Information Act. And they, by the way, updated that act just very recently to provide more transparency and the online publishing or posting of documents. We'll get into that in a moment. But what is it that you think they know? Do we think they know that UFOs are ET? Are they in contact with ET? Or maybe what they know is they don't know. Oh, I think they know. I think they know a great deal. I think it's just a, a game of its, uh, as you see with this hearing with Hillary today, it's top secret special compartmentalized information. It's the uh, sort of stuff that they really don't care if you're interested in it. Uh, curiosity is not sufficient need to know and that this is classified material. I think the president knows and that's the thing that changed in my opinion was I believe that the president actually does know and that's what the basic cover-up is about is trying to protect the fact that the president is the Wizard of Oz. He's the guy running the cover-up and so you want to have people think that like Bill Clinton puts out, you know, uh, I really did. I tried to find out. I couldn't figure out. I, you know, I'm just a puppet. Uh, I really know what's going on. And we have we have this sort of conspiracy theory that uh, there's some deep, dark cabal or Wizard of Oz running the government and that the government really doesn't know what's going on. And I firmly believe that uh, there's been 13 administrations who have dealt with this subject. And uh, there's been, you know, seven Democratic administrations, six Republican administrations, and they've all done exactly the same thing, which means to me, that they believe it's legal, they believe it's constitutional, and everybody believes that they're covering it up for the right reasons. And I think it all has to do with technology. It has to do with back engineering. It has to do with, you know, the technology of the consciousness where I believe they had, they recovered a, a live alien in 1947 and you have this uh, telepathy consciousness aspect of the, to the phenomena that, that uh, they're very interested in. So to me, I, I believe they, they know, and uh, the rest of it is all just trying to protect, provide plausible deniability to the president. Okay, so well, this is a belief, by the way. just want to clarify that. We don't know what they know. Chris, you were about to say something. Yeah, one thing that really kind of raised my eyebrows uh, some months back when uh, I think Hillary was first approached about the um, UFO question. I forget exactly what the question was or how her answer uh, was prompted, but she made the very, uh, to me, interesting misstatement about Area 54 in New Mexico. Now, being in the White House for eight years, um, knowing John Podesta uh, as well as she does, you would think that Hillary Clinton knows about Area 51 in Nevada. Why do you think, Grant, that she would mention Area 54 in New Mexico? People say, oh, she was just, uh, it was just a, a misstatement. I, I don't think so. I have find it very, very difficult to believe that that she would call Area 51, Area 54, and get the states uh, wrong. I don't. I don't recall. I don't recall her ever saying that, though. I, I don't. Uh, I know she miss she misspoke on the um, the UAP thing when she was on the Kimmel show, where she mis misstated that, which sort of indicates we may think that she knows a lot, but she's basically stating this is John Podesta's uh, issue. That is, uh, that's why I say it's John Podesta that's behind this whole thing. And Hillary's never brought it up. She she's interested in in spiritual stuff and UFO type stuff, but. The idea that she was first lady, I mentioned the whole thing with the second Clinton document in the Rockefeller Initiative stuff, where she's bringing the material to the president, where she's um, uh, sort of the, the 
the um, post office, everything going from Rockefeller to the science advisor and everything from the science advisor back to Rockefeller is going through the first lady's office. And that's where I say she's playing that role, not whether she knows what's going on, but she's playing the role of uh, informing the president what's going on with the Rockefeller initiative and keeping it off the record, almost like, you know, the the second server where, you know, everything is off the record. So I, I'm not really sure Hillary has that much inside knowledge as to what's going on. But I don't remember the statement you're referring to. The thing I've been saying to Chris when he mentions Area 54, New Mexico, is maybe she just misspoke. And that's all of it. Because if you're on a campaign, on a presidential campaign, and you're working day and night, obviously the world is watching and the political pundits are watching and the opposition is watching. So the slightest nuance, the slightest word or suggestion that may be a little bit off, she'll be attacked for, it will be cited. Or as you say, you know, maybe she only has a passing knowledge and that her knowledge streams through Podesta and therefore she may get things wrong because she's not a perfect person. Although I guess some of us like to think that she thinks she's a perfect person. Hey, let me tell you, if you want perfection, the best version of this show, try the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. And we offer there a commercial-free version of this show, better audio, after the Paracast podcast and more for a low subscription rate, plus.theparacast.com. We're talking about the Clintons, the Clinton White House, and E.T. with Grant Cameron. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 
No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is Dan Pillett. Do you have the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P R O P U R U S A.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So anyway, going back to this and all the assumptions, the other possibility is that it's not just Area 51, there is an Area 54. And maybe she didn't misspeak. Yeah. See, I'm not really familiar with the story. I'm just trying to look it up now, but I'm not really familiar with that reference. Yeah, it was early on. I think it was uh, after, I'm not sure. I think it was just after New Hampshire. It's, um, it was, yeah. I think, after the first time that she was, um, that she was kind of sideswiped with the, with the UFO. Yeah, the Conway was the first people to ask, the Conway, New Hampshire reporter. Right, it was after that. I think it was her next statement. And she she said something about Area 54 in New Mexico. I, either that or it was some uh, internet 
you you'd have other things like like when you have Bill Clinton making statements and he made a bunch of statements that didn't make any sense either. You know, where he said, for example, the the idea is always the president doesn't know what's going on and uh, he says, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on and I, I'm embarrassed to say I tried to find out what was going on and I got all the Roswell files together and I reviewed them. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways. So he, a lot of these statements, or he says, the Roswell thing happened in my first administration, this Roswell thing. But the, the Roswell thing was, uh, there was actually two Roswell things. And he's referring to the 1997 Roswell 50th anniversary. But the bigger Roswell thing was the investigation by the U.S. Air Force in his first term. He, he's making a lot of bad, bad statements as well. He's sort of dancing around things and trying not to mention things. Whereas Hillary is very, very, if you listen to her statements, she's very, very authoritative. She's, she's not, you know, hemming and hawing. She's very direct when she says what she's, she's going to say. And so I find that kind of encouraging compared to, you know, the way sort of like, you know, double speak that, that most politicians use. Well, let me just ask you here specifically, because we assume here, based on what you're saying, that presidents must know. So you're yeah. assuming here or you're telling us that when the president is sworn in, at some point in time, he's going to be read in or she is going to be read in to specific matters of national security, even though they get a security briefing while they're running. They get security access. But here, somebody with the briefcase attached to his arm by some kind of security device walks in there, whatever illusion you want to make of it, and they sit down to the president and they say, Mr. President, here are some things you need to know. Yeah. That we couldn't tell you till you took this position. And that the UFO source or answer is among that. Is that correct? Is that what you think? Yep, absolutely. That you have a, a situation where I, I point out in the book the constitutional aspect. That if, if the ET thing is true, if you have aliens, you have a foreign power. And the only person that can deal with a foreign power, can negotiate or sign a treaty or do whatever, is the head of state. So constitutionally, you have the president has to know because he's the head of state. If you're dealing with with aliens, he's the civilian commander of the U.S. military. So if the military is not giving it to him, who are they giving it to? I mean, he's the the top of that pyramid. He's the head of all the 17 or whatever intelligence agencies. People will say, oh, the CIA's got it and they're not telling the president. And I say, well, if they're not telling the president, who they telling because all you got to do is google search cia and mission statement and you'll see they only have one job and that is to provide the best intelligence possible to the president of the united states and the the executive staff and the two heads of the intelligence committees for the house and senate that's their only job they're not there to run the air forces or deal with aliens or anything like that that that's their job it's just to provide intelligence so you have all these constitutional arguments that the president basically has to know and and i as i mentioned before the interview i mentioned this fact that paul hellier had told this story, uh, this deathbed confession, where the head of emergency management in Canada calls, he wants someone to tell the story, and he, he, he suggests it's going to be Paul Hellier. Paul Hellier goes to this guy dying, and the guy says, basically, I was brief. I mean, if you're briefing somebody in Canada, the head of emergency management, when we're not briefing the president, this doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, we want the idea I think that's been put out is that the president isn't told all this kind of stuff. You want plausible deniability because if you think the Wizard of Oz or some dark cabal is running the UFO cover-up, you can't interview them. But I know the president's phone number. I know where the president lives. Everybody knows where the president lives, and everybody knows how to get a hold of the president. And if it becomes known that the president is briefed on this subject, 
to me, it's it's basically almost over because the the questions are going to start to come. When were you briefed? What were you told? And that was the question I asked uh, Dick Cheney, who was the vice president. Is the briefing question, and, and um, the question was: In any point, in, in have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? If so, when was it, and what were you told? And Cheney said exactly what I believe is is true. If I had been briefed on that subject, it would probably be classified, and I wouldn't be talking about it. So that's the basic thing: is that it, it's classified, and the president is read in on this. The president is uh, the guy who's running the country, as much as the conspiracy people want to make us think that David Rockefeller and his buddies are running it. All right. Well, as far as Dick Cheney is concerned. I think he just is giving an answer there that if I were notified, it would be classified. And that's a lot of assumptions that really don't say anything. The other point is here, look at the vice president. The vice president has to be the president in waiting. He or she has to be the person who, if something happens to the president, whether the president is incapacitated temporarily or is assassinated, is dead, is unable to perform the functions of the office, the vice president has to be sworn in and will be sworn in. So at this point, is the vice president already acquainted with some of the stuff or will it be withheld until that person takes office? And what about uh, cabinet secretaries? What about the Speaker of the House who's third in line in terms of succession? He's third in line, right? Speaker of the House, Chris? I believe so, yes. You're right. Speaker of the House would be next in line. Okay. Well, it's, it's hard unless you actually are in the inside and you know who's who's being read in and who's not being read in. Uh, you take the atomic bomb. The vice president didn't know, uh, but 12 days after he was sworn in as president, they walked in and told him about it. So it may be a situation like that. Vice President Dan Quayle talks about his briefing, his intelligence briefing, and he said the most interesting stuff in the whole briefing was the stuff they told you orally. So we really don't know what that oral stuff is that they're that they're telling. I bring up the story about the nuclear football that there is two nuclear footballs moving around at all times. That the president has this thing where he can declare war, partial war, or whatever, and that one follows the vice president around because constitutionally we're afraid that there might be thirty seconds where the one president dies and the other guy doesn't have the authority to destroy the world. You can see all these constitutional things that they're done very, very carefully. And I maintain, we have this story with Kami, the the FBI director right now, where um, he's been giving this testimony about Hillary Clinton. And I tell a story about Kami in the book. I talk about how people don't realize all black budget programs have to be approved by the attorney general to make sure that they're legal. Let's talk about Kami for a moment. Before he became FBI director under Obama, in the Bush administration, he was like an assistant attorney general. All right. He's a Republican, by the way, although right now he's not officially registered as one. So he was appointed in 2013 for a 10-year term as FBI director. And the reason they do that supposedly is to keep the office as nonpartisan as possible. Of course, when he basically came up with information that they will not pursue criminal charges against Hillary Clinton. All the Republicans who sang his praises said, oh, no, 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 this guy was paid off. No, he wasn't paid off. But all right, so what is the connection with Mr. Comey? Is it Comey or Comey? I call him Comey, yeah. Comey or Comey, it doesn't matter. I I maintain that if you have high-level people, and, and I'm a Canadian, so if you say to a Canadian, you know, what about the Constitution? Most Canadians will say, 
What do you mean? What Constitution? Nobody's read it. Nobody cares. But in the United States, everybody's very anal about the Constitution, about your First Amendment right to free speech, your Second Amendment right to carry bear arms, Fourth Amendment right, you know, right against search and seizure. And everybody knows the Constitution in the United States. So what people are sort of assuming is that somebody's going to work their way up into the top levels of government, and then they're suddenly not going to really care about the Constitution. And the, the, the key thing is that um, if you get high-level people, I say if this thing was illegal, if suddenly uh, high-level people in the cabinet suddenly realized that the president wasn't running the show, that there was some uh, evil cabal that was, was running the thing, there would be defections, and there are no defections. And I used the story of, of Kami in the Bush administration to show this, that what happened during the Bush administration is after 9-11, Bush gets this black budget program where he turns the satellites in on American telephone calls and on intelligence traffic or internet, internet traffic to look for terrorists inside the United States. And the attorney general at the time was, was John Ashcroft. And Ashcroft will not sign off. He says this is illegal and I'm not signing off on this black, black budget program. At the same time, he has this appendix attack, ends up in a hospital in intensive care. So Bush sends his two top aides to the hospital to talk Ashcroft into signing this order as being legal so that he can go ahead with this legal. Let's continue that yeah. story, which we've heard before. On the other side, with Grant Cameron and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I looked up the pronunciation of James Kami online. And one site had both pronunciations, Comey and Kami. All right? So whatever you want to call him, it's okay. Let's go on with the story here. So, of course, John Ashcroft, the Attorney General of the U.S., is in the hospital. But they want him to sign off something for the Bush administration. Go on, Grand Cameron. Okay. So it was the, the I think the um, chief of staff and some other guy walk in and he they say, the president needs to sign off on this thing to make it legal. And he just shakes his head and he said, I'm no longer the attorney general. And he points over to Comey sitting in the corner. And Comey just shakes his head. No, he's not signing it either. So they go storming out of the room and they phone up Comey and they say, the president wants you in his office immediately. And he says, well, I'm coming. I'm going to get a lawyer. And they said, are you refusing to talk to see the president? He said, no, I'm not refusing to come to the president, but I'm getting a lawyer for a witness. So he goes to the Justice Department. He gets a, a, a lawyer to be his witness. He appears at the White House, and he refuses to sign off on this on this uh, black budget program as well. And what happens is Ashcroft resigns, Comey resigns, the head of the FBI resigns, and there are like 12 people from justice who all hand in their resignation and say, this is illegal. We don't care if the president is doing this. We're not signing off on this. And so I say that if people in 70 years of this UFO story, if suddenly people realized that stuff was being done that was illegal and unconstitutional, someone would walk. And nobody has walked, which indicates to me that that the people up there believe, they may be totally deluded, but they believe that what they're doing is legal and constitutional. Now, another thing to point out here, you were mentioning before about the release of a lot of information publicly. And we know over the years, there have been Freedom of Information Act releases. And we can get into the nuances of that in a moment. So the Clinton administration is releasing all this stuff But if you look at the material posted, say, at the Black Vault from John Greenwald Jr., a lot of interesting material, but no smoking guns are there. Has that been massaged away or they don't keep those records? Well, that comes to the, the, the whole issue of where do the records go. I mean, I, I talk about the 1,000 pages of documents I got from the Clinton administration on the Rockefeller Initiative. Those documents are all gone. We, we cannot recover those documents. The Clinton Library says they don't have them. The National Archives says they don't have them. So this material all sort of disappears. Or you have the situation where uh, John Podesta helps Hillary Clinton. No, it wasn't Hillary Clinton. It was, it was Leslie Kane file an FOIA for the Kecksburg stuff. And they don't get anything. So this, this stuff is it just sort of is moved out. It's, it's not going to be held in. in. <laughs> All the Rockefeller uh, initiative stuff was probably stolen by Stephen Greer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Stephen Greer stuff, which is an important uh, factor, is when I went at the Clinton Library, I saw all the material that's the vast majority of the UFO, big UFO file there. There's a bunch of them, but UFO file was Stephen Greer's stuff that he had sent for this, what he calls the briefing. And on the very top of the first page, it said, President did not read. And that's where this plausible deniability thing comes in, is that the president, Stephen Greer will maintain that the president was given this stuff and he was given a briefing. And it said right on there, did not read. And that's to, as Ron Pendolfi, the CIA guy, says, the president can't be a player. If he's the guy running the cover-up, you have to make it look like he's not involved. Besides with Stephen Greer, if I got stuff from him, I wouldn't read either. Chris and I are not super impressed with Stephen Greer, although Stephen Greer Greer is certainly impressed with Stephen Greer. He appropriated, you know, the the uh, the best available evidence document that was written, uh, co-written by Don Blinner and 
Antonio Huneas, who, uh, when he was on the show, described his um, irritation that Greer literally took it, put his name on it, and started touting it as his his own uh, creation. Of course, that you know just put more yeah. of, a, of a wobble in the uh, the process. So I'm not surprised that it really didn't go anywhere. When I spoke with Lawrence Rockefeller about about the the best available evidence document, and he was uh, he was pretty miffed about how uh, he felt that the whole thing had had sort of spun out of control, and had uh, and that Greer had taken it and started, you know, being a grandstander with it. And uh, and Lawrence was not happy about that. And he also did mention that he felt that there was uh, smoking gun evidence at some level in, in the government, but it was so compartmentalized that um, it, it didn't matter who, who you were. You could be a billionaire like him and and have a snowball's chance of hell of, of getting, gaining access to it. At the time that I, I met him and spoke with him, which would have been uh, in 98, he was almost bitter about it. He felt that that it was uh, of historic, absolutely uh, imperative importance, and and the fact that uh, he even he was unable to to really move the ball forward was uh, was very frustrating for him. Yeah, and I've I've talked to Scott Jones, who was with him when they did the initial whatever you want to call it briefing with the science advisor, and Scott Jones is very bitter as well. He considers this to have been a total waste of time, and I've talked yeah. to him recently, and so they both have the same opinion. Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence was uh, was <laughs> he he'd almost had you know he he was already uh, be, beyond it. It it left such a bad taste in his mouth that he didn't he didn't want to waste any more time or or uh, resources or energy on it. And um, a lot of that I think could land right in the lap of Stephen Greer. He he was not uh, happy with uh, with Greer and some of the other folks that he had been dealing with in the UFO community uh, who shall remain nameless. Uh, at this point, but uh, you know, it it just goes to show. It doesn't matter how much power and influence uh, you have if you're not one of the insiders. You know, if you're like Lawrence and being on the on the inside, but being on the outside of the inside uh, track of of real players, um, it doesn't matter how much influence you have. Uh, once that that brick wall goes up, you're <laughs> you know, it's going to take a tactical nuke to bring it down. I want to go back a little bit to freedom of information, just because of the changes yeah. in the U.S. law. We can go into other stuff and also move to the end of Bill and go into Hillary's situation. All right. There was a new act, a new FOIA act that was signed by President Obama a couple of three weeks ago. And there are a couple of different things in it, but the most important thing is that anytime a document or information is requested three or more times don't know if you heard this, it will be posted online, usually in electronic format like PDF. That's number one. It also provides for some form of mediation so that if there's a dispute over any of this, I guess they'll have somebody, a bureaucrat or someone, sit with both parties and try to figure out what's going on. Now, that doesn't mean anything's going to change because the other problem is with this law is they don't increase the budget for FOIA. And there's been the charge in recent years that Obama has been less than forthcoming in making this program work. And it's multiple questions that we can go into it in the next segment or two before we get to more of the Clintons. And that is, do you think that Obama deliberately slowed down the processing of these requests, or is it a budgetary thing? It's not given a high priority. 
They've cut back on government budgets. They don't have enough bureaucrats to do the work. So therefore, they do the work more slowly or less efficiently. Or do you think there was some kind of program there to slow down? What do you think? Uh, based on my experience, I've run up against this thing where um, I think it was the Reagans talked about, the Reagan Library talked about 100 years to process all the material that they've got. Because it's a very time-consuming process to declassify documents and to go through this kind of stuff. So, yes, they, they are restricting the number of people that are that are working. But they, when it comes to this kind of uh SCI, this top sort of unacknowledged special access stuff, it doesn't matter. It's, it's never going to get close to uh, freedom of information that you're going to be able to access material because it's just need to know that you, you're never. It's like if three people uh, ask for the um, the secret for the atomic bomb, it doesn't matter. You know how much how much you post it, they're not going to release that kind of material. It's it it comes down to need to know. It's always going to be that uh, if if you don't need to know about it. As you know, Bush told Carter, curiosity is not sufficient need to know. We have Grant Cameron. The book is the Clinton UFO storybook. E.T. politics in the White House. And now with Hillary expressing at least the desire to get more information about UFOs, get to the bottom of the mystery. And of course, she did have the national security dodge in at least one of her statements. Maybe that might change. We'll ask more of Grant Cameron in our next segment with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like.
This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So once again, we have after the Paracast, this is the wrap-up show. This is a show that features extended interviews. Lots of stuff happens on After the Paracast. It's available only if you're a member of the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. We also offer some show transcripts. We're adding a segment on classic episodes starting in 2010. Now, commercial-free, like all the other content in After the Paracast, and the Paracast commercial-free version, all that and more. Go to plus.theparacast.com. The subscription rates are low. Check it out. Month to month, years, five years, lifetime. Grant Cameron wrote a book called The Clinton UFO Storybook. Now, let's do some history here. After he left office, did Clinton make any statements, Bill Clinton, about UFOs? Oh, he's made a number of statements about UFOs. Um, He made one in Hong Kong, 2005. um, And this was one that... um, we managed to get the tape. We've never seen the tape of the actual presentation, but uh, the question-answer part, the guy who's running the, uh, it's a, a Chinese bank, uh, says, well, because I'm the guy who's running the thing, I can ask this question. And he asks the standard question that Obama's taken lots of times, is this book of secrets thing. Does what, is there a book of, you know, secrets goes from one president to another, like where's Jimmy Hoff 
Tampa buried and are there UFOs and stuff. And Bill goes into a, a speech there and talks about how, you know, he tried to get the material and he wasn't able to get this material. But when you look at that, the denial that he wasn't, you know, in charge of the thing, Ben Hansen, who uh, worked with the show Fact versus Fake, who did FBI stuff and analysis of people's reactions, whatever, determined from his analysis of the the tape that Bill Clinton was being evasive, that he, he may not have been telling the truth on that. So he talked about it there. There was a radio show. There was a couple of radio shows, but he basically says the same thing. You know, I was very interested in the subject. I tried to get to the bottom of it. I wasn't able to get it. I'm embarrassed to say I wasn't able to get the stuff. He's answered a number number of questions and basically handles it the same way all, all the time and talks about the fact that he's interested in extraterrestrial life, but he won't admit that it comes here. And that's where Hillary made a big move, where Hillary's the first high-level official I know where she actually said they may already be here, which was like completely different than any other official who might say, yes, I believe there's life in outer space, but no, I don't believe extraterrestrials have ever visited here. Well, that's fairly common now as we discover more and more possible extrasolar planets. Yeah, but it's it's different to say I, they may actually be here. I mean, that's like uh, completely different where you're saying this this may actually be true, where she does the interview with this breakfast club in New York City where this guy who's uh, an experiencer who claims he's been abducted twice uh, is telling her and she says, you know, I, I believe these people are probably telling the truth. They're not sitting in their kitchen making up stories. So it comes down to the difference between believing there's extraterrestrial life out there and actually believing the story that, yes, there may actually be aliens walking around among us. But we're assuming, again, that the government, the U.S. government, knows for sure that E.T. is here. There are people in the U.S. government that know. It's not that the U.S. government knows. Let me give you an example, because this is the next article I'm written. I got sidetracked after the Hillary book came out. Paul Hellyer tells this story about the, the guy from Emergency Measures. And as soon as he said that, I had written two articles in 2009. One was on the Kecksburg crash and the involvement of the Johnson administration. And one was on the New York City uh, blackout and the Johnson administration. And in both cases, the organization that was handling uh, material on this was known as the Special Facilities Division. And it's inside uh, Mount Weather, which is the bunker where they take the president. And if you look at the the Project Blue Book, everything points to this, that this guy, the the head of what would now be FEMA, which was then the uh, preparedness area, then it wasn't known as FEMA then, but the head guy, if there's going to be a disclosure or if there's going to be uh, some sort of invasion thing, you're going to have to have, number one, communications. You're going to have to have a place where you can communicate with all the military, with all the cities, with all the, you know, your nuclear detectors, all this kind of stuff. And that is in the FEMA facility in Mount Weather, where they, where they take the president if there's a, a nuclear attack. So when Paul Hellyer states that the Canadian equivalent of the FEMA director was briefed on this subject, it makes total sense because if you look at, um, and I gave this to Leslie Kane when she filed the FOA with, with NASA, and this is the one that John Podesta helped her file, they go to NASA f- for these files. I sent her this material that the Blue Book files on the night of the Kecksburg crash actually identify this office. Now, what they do is they identify it by the code word, this, uh, uh, this um, special facility 
facilities division would not become known till 1974 when a jetliner crashed into the mountain. In 1964, nobody even knew this this organization existed. It was in the Blue Book file. If you look on the Kecksburg crash night, it talks about a guy by the name of Burasa. He said, we're getting messages that there's material that has been recovered in Michigan, hardware material in Michigan. The code name they used was Bluegrass. And when I've looked at Bluegrass, and you can look at now it pops up on any Google search, you look at it, it's, it's the Mount the Mount Weather FEMA facility. And when I, I got that, then I, I realized that this is the, the one guy that would have to be briefed. And you start looking at all the evidence. It's in, it's in the Kecksburg file. It's in the New York City with where they, they actually goes on alert where all the, the, the uh, nuclear detectors around the different cities in the United States are going yellow. Two of them go red. Then Bill Moore nails this thing. Bill Moore actually names the same facility as I came independently, the Special Facilities Division. And he says the MJ-12, look at his flowcharts, he has this Special Facilities Division inside the FEMA at Mount Weather as being the, the key organization that's running this thing. And it makes sense that the FEMA guy would have to be briefed. And then you take a look at Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton says there's a government inside the government. He's talking to Sarah McClendon. He says, Sarah, there's a government inside the government and I don't control it. This is the part of the government that that's not controlled. It's this second government. It's the government in waiting. This shadow government was called by by CNN. And then you take John Alexander. John Alexander comes public and he says, I was told, somebody whispered in my ear that MJ-12 was for real. And he said, and I was told that the names on the document were correct. So I went after John and I tried to get out of my estimate UFO Congress in publicly. Who was the person that whispered in his ear? He walked around the question. So when but when Hellier brings this up, I remember John Podesta saying, no, this is not UFOs. This is continuity of government. He's talking about the same facility. He believes it's not UFOs, it's continuity of government, because he talked to the guy who was the assistant director. I went to his book, I immediately knew who he was talking about, because he's talking about continuity of government. This is where this is. This is his FEMA facility, and he's saying he believes it's, it's continuity of government. So he's naming the same organization, and then you have one of Stephen Greer's witnesses, Stephen Lovkin. I interviewed him. I've never really made the the interview public, but he claimed that he was at Mount Weather and that Mount Weather was they were tracking UFO material at, at Mount Weather. This is where the center was. And I interviewed him and I said, Where did you learn this from? Who told you this? Are you sure? And he said, Yes, Mount Weather is where this this is. So you have all these different arrows all pointing at the same facility, the same organization inside the facility at Mount Weather. So the, you look at that and then you say, yes, this is possibly true that the FEMA guy is one of the guys that has a need to know. We're going to expand on this and I've got a few questions which are going to be one among many and Chris will have questions too. On the other side with Grant Cameron and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771.
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call 1-800-958-9859. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-9859. Call 1-800-958-9859. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
Grant, you're dropping so many factoids on there. It's really, really hard to just stop you every sentence as some of our listeners would like and ask you questions. Let me throw out a few before we even go on here. Paul Hellyer. Yeah. Now, he's made a few statements that are kind of off the rails. Yep. And some people really don't take him as seriously as they might otherwise. Although you take him seriously and he's a fellow countryman of yours. Other people do not, and maybe they suggest he's getting on in years or whatever, but maybe he had this government connection with the jobs he held when he was young. He doesn't have those jobs anymore, so he could be commenting on stuff that is no more significant or no more evidentiary than anybody else. That's yeah. one thing. Well, you got you got to distinguish between what he believes and what he was told in a deathbed confession. He did not ask for this. This guy requested that Paul Hellyer be called and that he wanted to tell the story. He wanted to get this off his chest before he died. So Paul Hellyer said a lot of stuff I disagree with. He's just repeating what other people are saying. That's different than deathbed testimony. That's different than material that he heard firsthand. Like he talks to this two-star general, I believe that, where the general tells him this is real and more. I know Paul Hellyer. I've known him since the 1970s, before he ever got into UFO stuff. So you have to distinguish between, like you and I may suddenly find out in a week that something that we believed was wrong, but that doesn't make us liars. So you've got to distinguish between what he believes and what he's repeating from other people and deathbed testimony. This is extremely important material, especially when it immediately validates. As soon as I heard this, I immediately knew I had written two articles, which nobody paid any attention to, uh, that basically identify the American equivalent as being the head of the where this thing is being run from. So to me, it, it, it validates the research that I'd done. Well, how difficult is it to uh, do an FOIA request to FEMA or any sort of continuation of government bureaucratic structures, let's say? Uh, I would think it would be a little difficult. I got some of the material from the National Archives. I got National Archives. I got from the Special Facilities Division back uh, 10 years ago when I found out about it. I pulled a lot of material, and what I learned was some some of the stuff is kind of interesting. As I said, the, the guy that was running this facility in 1964 during the Kecksburg crash is referring to these calls that are coming in to what's called the flashboard. And the flashboard is this huge, elaborate system of communications to embassies and cities and military organizations, stuff like that. And this is the same thing that Oliver North was using when he was running the Iran-Contra, where he was able to bypass the official communication system. Well, I was just wondering how difficult it is to penetrate. Oh, yeah, well, it's all deep socket. Everything there is top secret. You need a top secret clearance even to be in the place. So it's very high level. It's like anything else in, in FOIA that you're going to get the basic material, like you know, 1% of all the documents, and it just depends on what level they're classified at. Anything that's classified you know, top secret and above, you're not going to get. You're, you're going to get maybe, it's like the UFO stuff. You're going to get the sighting reports. You're going to get uh, you know, very low-level material. But the unacknowledged special access documents nobody's ever going to see well you know again that is a point that should be remembered by all these advocates uh, for disclosure to me it's it's an impossibility that this country yep. will ever fully disclose the extent and and depth of its knowledge uh, concerning these subjects because quite frankly it is probably classified above top secret and we don't really have a need to know until they land on the white house lawn 
Yeah, so, that, that's why I always insisted. Like, there's three reporters last month, uh, I guess, no, May, middle of May, when the New York Times ran the story about Hillary talking about UFOs. The New York Times runs a story and the thing goes viral. And within a week, three reporters in the White House press room suddenly started asking very serious questions. So I contacted two of those reporters, sent them messages, and basically said that they should ask the president if they get the chance ask him, have you been briefed? And if the president stumbles or admits that he's been briefed, then you have a chance because that is the one guy. People can say, okay, I don't believe this guy's read in. I don't believe, I can believe anybody is not read in except for the president. And if the president stands up and says, I haven't been read in on this program. I don't know what's going on. Then I'll believe it. But nobody's asked him the question. And I've been impressed upon these three reporters to ask the question because what's happened now is the whole attitude has changed in the big reporters is that it used to be the little green men laugh 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 when the new york times did this straight piece you had uh this mark noller asked the question and he was very serious he said the people are interested in this subject is barack obama going to beat hillary to the punch and disclose and the only way they got away with this was the press secretary said i don't have a tab in my briefing book for that i don't have a need to know and then he actually rats out the president he said President Obama has jokingly said that his that his job gives him access to this type of material. You should ask him. It'll be interesting. And I went, wow. He was actually saying, ask the president. And that's what I, I have insisted we have to do is he's the only guy that I maintain is definitely got to be briefed on this thing. And if he stumbles and says he's been briefed, then all the reporters are going to realize that they've been had and that there's a story. And the White House reporters have already realized that they've been had and there is possibly a story here. Because the second reporter asks a question again, and she's asking a serious question. Is this for real? Are there extraterrestrials? And then the third one was this African-American reporter who says to him about Roswell. What's the deal with Roswell? Is this classified? And he goes, and Ernest, who was the, the White House press secretary, goes to get a drink of water, and he starts to drink this uh, water as she's asking this question and that's when she says look at that you're doing the dance you're doing the dance at the podium you're trying to figure out what you're going to say is this for real and then he says i haven't been briefed i don't have access and she says i couldn't believe it. she says you're not going to get away with this and he said you just keep trying and so their attitude had changed it was like we believe there's a story we believe something's being covered up and so to me i thought it was going to be a matter of time to ask Obama, but then Obama was in Japan at the time, and he didn't come back right away, and then it seems like the reporters at the White House press room have all gone back to sleep again, but there's three of them there who asked very serious questions indicating that this looks like it's for real, and what is the true story on, on what's going on? Well, I don't think he's going to say anything. I know that Stephen Bassett has said that, but Stephen Bassett has made a number of predictions about alleged disclosure over the years, not a single one has ever come to pass. So is it the boy who cries wolf? Well, he, he's going to say something. If the president is asked the question, because Obama, if you take a look at all the Obama statements, which I have in the book, Obama has never denied the thing. He has never, ever, Bill Clinton does the straight, no, no, I tried to look, I couldn't find anything. Uh, as far as I know, there's no Roswell crash, there's no extraterrestrials. He'll do the, the complete denial. Obama has never denied it. In fact, in March of 2012, 
He's in Roswell, New Mexico. He's campaigning for 2012 election. And he says, we'll keep our, he's talking about Roswell, and he said, we'll keep our secrets here. That's hardly a denial. And he also says, when he's asked, is Bill Clinton was asked on the Kimmel show, and as I mentioned, Ben Hansen had done this review and indicated that Bill was probably being deceptive. So when Barack Obama goes on the Kimmel show, Kimmel says, you realize they're going to be watching what you're going to do, what you, how many times you swallow and stuff like that. And he's referring to this analysis that had been done of Bill Clinton answering the UFO questions. And Barack says, yes, I know this. So he's asked the question, Bill denied it. Bill said he didn't know what was going on when he, when he became president so when you became president what did you do what did you find out and ben hansen does the review on high def tv and he indicates that barack obama is breathing at 42 times a minute when this question is being asked and barack says i cannot i i i i can't reveal anything so he's not denying anything when he's talking to uh will smith's son uh, with Will Smith, the actor, and his son, Jaden, get the interview, the, the tour of the White House. He's in the Situation Room, and he picks up the fact that Jaden wants to ask, and he says, you want to ask about the aliens, don't you? And he says, I can neither confirm nor deny that extraterrestrials exist. But if there had been a meeting, and if, the, if, there, if they had, and if there had been a top-secret meeting on the subject, it would have taken place in this very room. I get the impression he's just playing with him there. I don't take it too seriously either. But, it, but it's a we have, but it's- Let me break. We have Grand Cameron with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding.
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Here's Dr. Paul Meyer, Christian psychiatrist, author of 85 books, and founder of the national chain Meyer Clinics, to tell you about To Your Health Liquid Vitamins. I've been taking these every day for over a decade now, and I try to encourage every one of my clients to take them every day. And there's a number of reasons. First of all, it's the, it's the best vitamins you can get. It's got dozens of vitamins, antioxidants, and nutrients in it. And then the most important reason why I do it as a psychiatrist and, and recommend it to my patients is because it's got brain food in it. It's got the essential amino acid. It's got tryptophan, phenylalanine, tyrosine, choline, vitamin B6, and these chemicals that are all natural from food turn into the brain chemicals that make you happy. To Your Health is delicious. Find out more today. Call us 800-801-3459 or visit online at mytoyourhealth.com. Use the coupon code RADIO15 for a 15% discount on your order. That's mytoyourhealth.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You get my point here. You know, we're looking at statements here and assuming they're serious, and I haven't heard them. Are they available on YouTube that we could download them? Yep. The point oh, being yep. here is that he may have said that just to have fun with the kid. Oh, the kid's asking me a question. I'll give him an answer without giving him an answer. Okay, but he knows it's going to get out. That's the point. He knows. For example, you take the, the two presidents who are really big into this. Gerald Ford was one who said, not only should we look into this, we should put people under oath, and we should force them to testify and tell us what's going on, when he was the representative in Michigan. Jimmy Carter said, if I become president, I'm going to release everything except for national security type stuff. Neither of those guys ever used the word UFO as they were president. Never use the word this is completely different where the president's actually talking about it because if he knows that this is going to get out sooner or later some reporter and this is what's starting as i said the attitude has changed in the white house press room where some reporter is going to actually say mr president what's the deal is this for real you're talking about this is this for real and then you have this situation where if he stumbles if he says the wrong thing he's under pressure the whole thing is people will always say this idea that there's this disinformation thing that they're just trying to throw people off i said if you want to keep the ufo subject classified and nobody knows what's going on you do what the canadians did the canadians in 1967 declassified all the sighting files and they have never made a statement since they have never said anything people ask me because i'm a canadian they say well what's the canadian government what's going on i say i have no idea in the canadian government who's been briefed i know no idea as to what's going on 
because they've never talked about it. If you want this thing to say secret, you shut your mouth. You don't say anything. You don't keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it because sooner or later it backfires on you. And somebody says, Mr. President, what's the deal? You told this little kid, Barack Obama gives an interview to GQ magazine and one of the White House reporters brings it up. But because the president isn't there, the, the press secretary walks around it. He said in the GQ interview, President Obama said he was asked about the UFO stuff and he said, you know, that top secret stuff, it isn't as interesting as you think it is. So the question was coming back. They were bringing up something Barack Obama said about UFOs and saying, what's he really mean by this? What does he actually say when he says the top secret UFO stuff isn't as interesting as you think it is? Because the official statement is the government there's nothing going on. There are no documents. It's all been declassified and there are no ETs coming here. So if the president makes this statement in a situation where someone is going to, a serious reporter from the Washington Post, New York Times is going to start digging or they're going to put six reporters and realize that the president, there's something story here and they're going to put six reporters on it for two years and start asking their high level sources and it's going to unravel. If you want to keep it secret, shut up. Well, you see, there's also something here too. Newspapers today do not have the budgets they used to have for investigative reporting. So when they do, there are only so many stories they can cover. And right now we're in the middle of a presidential campaign. So they have to chase the fact-checking with regard to Secretary Clinton, the fact-checking with regard to Donald Trump, which is like a full-time job for 100 people to keep up with his lies. So the thing is here, they don't have the resources to do what you would hope they would do. And I think also in listening to you, I think you're doing a little reaching. I think you're reaching hard to find something significant in what they say. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because nothing's going to come out. No matter what you do, you can stand on your head if you're able to do that. You know, I used to be able to kind of do that kind of exercise. You can stand on your head. You could scream. You could yell. You can send them petitions of a million people. And there will be no information. If they have any guilty knowledge that UFOs are real, that they're extraterrestrial, they would have to be the press of a significant event before they'll disclose. Because we're talking about here possibly a secret that has lasted since the end of World War II. And you need to know also, Grant, that Chris and I don't 100% say that Roswell was a spaceship. There are questions about that. There are alternative theories. Even someone like Kevin Randall, one of the more respected Roswell researchers, has backtracked on some of the stories there, although he still believes it involved the crash of a spaceship. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, but you're making an assumption. All you have to do is take John Podesta. John Podesta says there are classified documents that can be declassified. Now, unless I don't understand the English language very well, that's pretty clear to say there are classified UFO documents that are being withheld. That something is classified doesn't say what's in it. It's like the stupid hearing we have with James. We have the foolish... May I finish? Sir, may I finish? We have the very foolish hearing with the head of the FBI, James Comey or Comey, whatever you want to call him, where they're asking him, well... She had these top secret documents, this, that, and the other thing. They never specifically even hint at what sort of information they contain without saying what they are. Is this something that threatens national security? Is it something the enemy should know? They don't talk about because they're afraid to, because a lot of documents are classified top secret. That really shouldn't be. They could be public newspaper articles, but because they concern a matter that could involve security. They're classified, even though it's public, if you get my point. In terms of this, a document could be classified not because it proves that 
ET is here and they know about it. It could be it talks about a weapon system that can't be revealed because the world doesn't know about it or has information about soldiers, about CIA representatives, information that could impact our national security in ways that have nothing to do with ET, nothing to do with UFOs, but everything to do about weapon systems, about the military, about the CIA. A thousand and one things could be kept classified. And as one thing we're revealing or learning with this particular controversy over Hillary Clinton's emails, different agencies have different standards about what should be classified or why it should be classified. Those decisions may contradict what another agency says. So agency A, it's not classified. Agency B, it's secret. Agency C, it's top secret. Agency D, it's confidential. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but the official government position is there are no classified documents that have anything to do with UFOs, no matter what's in the documents. There are no classified documents. We have released everything. That's the official government position. You will definitely, if you ask, say, does that mean 100% of everything? Well, anything would impact our national security. They could say, we're going to keep that a secret. It doesn't necessarily have to be about UFOs, but there could be information in there. And I'm sure if you ask them and you look at the nuance, they would admit that. They would say, yeah, obviously things about national security, even though we can say there are no UFOs and all that stuff, we might still have to withhold documents in the interest of national security because it's about other issues. Of course, if you go to a FOIA request and you ask for something, there will be things that will be redacted all the time. Why? Well, there's a legitimate reason, which I just cited. They could also withhold a complete document out of national security, and they do that. They do that routinely. Mm -hmm. I think we're basically trying to make something out of nothing here. I assure you, if they had information about UFOs and they didn't want you to know about it, you wouldn't know about it, and you could look all day at something a government official says to find some evidence, you could look at their heartbeat, you can do anything you want, but you won't find evidence of what they know if they don't want to tell you. And national security is not a reason to assume it's about UFOs. The official government position is there are no classified. They have released everything regarding UFOs. That's the official government position. Nothing's going to change my mind about that, no matter when they get caught. Oh, yeah, then they'll say, well, you know, this and that and whatever. But the official government position is it's all been disclosed. There is nothing. We aren't hiding a thing. They aren't hiding a thing about UFOs. Look at the statement. They aren't hiding anything about UFOs. But they will always say there are things we have to withhold in the interest of national security. All right. And in terms of that, if this is a matter under deep security, top security or higher, above top secret, they could just as well say we have no information. And the reason they're saying that is because they can't tell you they do. That's right. You have to, it's an unacknowledged special access program. So if you acknowledge that there is a program, you go to jail. I agree with that. Okay. So therefore, they're not going to tell you. They're never going to tell you. We could be whistling in the dark for the rest of our lives. They won't tell you until they tell you. And we can look into every nuance of what statements they make, what they withhold from us, all the hints and tips. We can even look at what Hillary Clinton has said because she has a dodge. And her dodge is, you know, anything that does not impact national security. That's her dodge. I've heard her say it. So she'll never tell you anything because it's going to be under deep security. You're cherry-picking evidence here. What the statement she said is, 
if it doesn't involve national security, if I can get agreement, she's going to sit down and look at it. If it doesn't involve national security and if she can get agreement, which means a number of things. It means, yes, national security, but it also means that she's going to look at the documents. It's not like, you know, she's got to go to the evil cabal and try to beg for the documents. She's going to look at the documents. And Podesta said the same thing. She's going to look at the documents. She's going to weigh national security versus unthinking secrecy. And then she said, if I can get agreement, which means that there is laws, there are rules. She's going to talk to somebody. And if she can get agreement, she's going to release it. We've got more to come with Grant Cameron and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President of Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the marginalized fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, as long as there's a national security dodge there. But if she has a national security dodge, if she says, okay, I looked at the material and it's national security, I can't release it. She has just confirmed that there's a cover-up. She won't. Remember now. Hillary Clinton is a lawyer. She is very, very careful in the things she says. And we know this because of the way she phrases things. Very careful, very cautious. And as a result of that, she is often criticized for being secretive, deceptive because of the way she phrases things. As long as she has a national security dodge, however you phrase it, she is never going to admit something unless 
she has no choice. Well, I'm not saying she's going to admit the top secret stuff, but if if she's in the White House, she has made this promise. If she gets a question from a reporter, what do you say she's going to say? I would say at this point, I'll be surprised. Say right now, we have not found anything. Well, no, she'll say something to the effect of, well, I could tell you, but then like the other 70 people that have died around me and Bill, I'd have to kill you. She'll come up with a very politically correct answer not to tell you anything. And that's going to be the end of it. I couldn't find anything. And in a sense, she's saying, I couldn't find anything that I could tell you. And that's where she's going to leave it. As I said, she's very circumspect. That's the only way she could get out of the box. But if she says it's got national security implications, I can't talk about it. If she can't talk about it, she won't admit she has it. She will not admit she has anything that has national security. She won't do it because that's an admission. She's not going to make that admission unless she feels it's time or she and the people with whom she deals. She's going to to do it. She, She didn't have to go where she went. She didn't have to make this promise and, and do this. She's already it, They've already moved the ball down the field. Same as John Podesta saying there are classified documents that can be declassified. The way politics works, there's not going to be a Hail Mary 100-yard touchdown. It never happens in politics. It's going to be gain one yard, lose two yards, gain one yard. That's the way it's going to work. It's, it, there's never going to be a major disclosure. I would agree with you on that, where suddenly they're going to suddenly pull out ET and on national TV. No, that's not going to happen. But she's already moved the ball down the field by making this a, a situation where the last time before last May, when these questions were asked in the White House press room, the last time a UFO question was asked in the White House was in 1997 when Webster Hubble brought out his book. And before that, the last time a UFO question was asked in January of 1954 to Eisenhower. This is not a question that's usually asked of the White House. Even the fact that we're getting White House reporters asking serious questions is a move towards opening this subject up. Well, I hope you're right. It's happened. I mean, it's already happened. You have these White House reporters who are asking serious questions. You have Hillary making this promise. You have John Podesta, former chief of staff, saying that Hillary's going to sit down. I've convinced her. He even said in his tweet, he said in his, his famous tweet of last year when he left the Obama administration, the day before he left the Obama administration, he makes this famous tweet where he said, once again, which means I talked to Bill about it, Bill Clinton about it, and couldn't get it. Once again, my biggest disappointment of 2014 was not getting the disclosure of the UFO documents, which indicates to me he talked to Obama about it. So when he says about Hillary, he says on KLS-TV in Las Vegas, where he says, I think I convinced her. It's almost like, oh, now he's got somebody who's going to to do this. He gets the ball rolling. So this is movement. This is movement from, from when I started in 1975. I mean, you... This kind of discussion wouldn't even have taken place. Nobody would even have thought that anybody even had the information disclosing it. Now we're talking about it, and it's it's in the White House press room, and you have every major newspaper, the Washington Post, the New York Times doing straight pieces on this. We have made movements. It's not like a 100-yard touchdown, but it's one yard, one yard, and that's how I believe this thing takes place. It's going to be a gradual movement down the field. It's not going to be, you know, some Hail Mary uh, pass where everything is going to come out at one time. So you're thinking there'll be gradual disclosure of some sort. It's not going to be the president has a press conference or something and says, I have something to tell you of extreme importance and goes into it. That's not going to happen. We'll wake up one day and realize the information is out there. Now, that's something I might go along with. And that is gradual disclosure where, of course, we are learning more and more about possible exosolar planets. We're learning more about them. We see now that there might even be water on Pluto, somewhere under the surface of Pluto. The molten core, there might be water there, liquid water. 
we have that, we have the ingredients for some kind of life. So more and more we'll be hearing about the possibility of life. But unless the press of events makes it happen otherwise, that any disclosure would be something where we wake up one morning after a few years and we're aware of it, but it didn't come in one single announcement. It came in baby steps. And these baby steps are carefully controlled, carefully telegraphed, carefully designed. I'll go along with that. My my roll of the dice, there's that is 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 gradually been happening over the years, this this little baby step thing. But where I'm playing my cards is to force the White House press people who have asked these serious questions to ask Obama, to confront Obama publicly on the subject and hope he stumbles. Yeah. He'll he'll go, wait a minute, let me uh let me go get somebody. Okay, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> and half the, half the country wouldn't believe that it was an alien. I think half the problem also is we don't believe the authorities. Right. We don't trust government. I think part of that is because, at least in the United States, they've done everything they can in the past 30 or 35 years to kill trust in government by cutting back everywhere. So if you have a government agency that doesn't have the funds to be efficient, doesn't have the personnel, they do bad work, they do slow work. We don't believe them. We don't accept them. We don't believe our politicians because they say things and we know they're not true. So I kind of agree with what Chris says here. If E.T. stands next to Obama, the Democrats will believe it, the independents will be split, and the Republicans will say, it's just a foolish trick. He's some idiot and a dummy. That's what he is. He's a Muslim in disguise or something. That's what they'll say. That's what's going to happen. We're not going to believe it. Now, Hillary, it's going to be the same thing. She becomes president. Right now, she looks good in the polls. But a lot of people don't believe it, don't accept her, don't accept her as competent. If she stands there with E.T., they won't believe her either. And the same is true with a President Trump. Because we'll have the fact checkers will be after him wondering what did he say that was false and is a lie. That's the situation of politics now. You'd almost have to have E.T. land on their own terms for real disclosure to take place. Yeah. And in the same same manner, it works the other way, that nobody believes the government when they say there's nothing to do with, with UFOs. They basically believe this thing's for real and the, the government's lying. And the, now even the media... The major media, Washington Post, New York Times, all these people are now starting to believe the same thing, that they don't believe the statements that there's nothing to it and we don't know what's going on and this sort of thing. So it's worked the other way as well, that basically everybody believes this is for real now. And and that's maybe what they're trying to do is create this situation where people are being acclimatized, where everybody basically believes it. So when you drop the, the bomb, that it, it's not going to be as big a reaction as if everybody didn't believe it was going on. Chris? Yeah, that's that's like a, a slow conditioning process is what yeah. you're describing. Yeah. Kid it's Green like- actually talked about that. If you've seen the interview with the uh, the guys that do um, the Mirage Men where they do the interview with Kit Green, right. where he says, you know, what would you do if you, you faced this situation? He put out these stories, you know, these stories about aliens eating our kids and all, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then when the story comes out, it's, you know, it's just ETs. And then everybody says, well, you're not eating our kids? No. Well, what's the big deal? So even Kit Green has talked about this 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 conditioning thing where you sort of hype the thing up and try to get the people ready that it's a lower story than, than what's in the media. 
And when it comes out, people just go, what's the big deal? And I think that's almost right now is what's the big deal. I think science is going to be much more affected than the public because science has maintained that this thing, there's no way this thing's happening. And you're going to have to sort of re revisit the fact that probably everything you believed has been wrong. Yeah, look at look at how the Catholic Church has been uh, has been slowly backpedaling into uh, accepting the possibility of of extraterrestrial life, and they they're all children of God as well. And you 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 see a conditioning uh, sort of process going on there as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a bit. That was the first book I wrote. This um, UFOs MJ twelve UFOs Area fifty one, where I, I believed that. Back starting in 1972, and this is where I talk about this fact where people talk about this disinformation thing that they're doing this. And I said, this doesn't make any sense at all. Like, if you if you want to keep the story quiet, shut your mouth. We're going to shut okay. our mouths for a moment with Gene and Chris and Grant Cameron. You're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com. commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. My name is Jay. I'm 26 years of age, and I just want to thank the makers of the One World Whey Protein Powder. After having chronic abdominal pain and pressure for months, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. The medical doctor told me there was nothing I could do to treat it. 
other than taking pain and nausea medication. Then I came across an ad for One World Whey on the radio and read the claims that it can help with all types of inflammation. I took the One World Whey protein powder every day for a month and the chronic pain and pressure sensations went away completely and I never took the pain or nausea meds. To this day, my intestines are free of pain. Nature is kind. When we consume foods we're designed to eat, then she gives back health when it was once lost. One World Way consistently supports the body's production of glutathione and overall repair. Glutathione stops inflammation, removes heavy metals, and toxins of all kind. When inflammation is gone, the body can complete its healing process. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we pick up with Grand Cameron, and the book again is another book about the Clintons, but totally different than before the Clinton UFO storybook you were telling us, Grant. Yeah, I was mentioning this thing about this gradual disclosure thing that I believe this has been going on all along, that the government has been doing this acclimatization thing. Whereas in Canada, the government's never made a statement. In in the United States, when they shut Blue Book in 1969, if they wanted to keep it quiet, all they had to do was not talk about it anymore. So in 1972, 1973, they called Bob Emenegger, a producer, and, and his associate, Alan Sandler, Los Angeles, uh, with gray advertising, and they say, we want you to do these documentaries for the U.S. military on uh, dogs and 3D holography and and all this kind of stuff, and then we'd like you to do this UFO thing, and we'd like you to hide it under the other eight documentaries, and we had this landing at Holloman Air Force Base, and the aliens landed, and we shot from three different positions, and we've got this film, and we're going to give you the film. If you want to keep it secret, why would you call in these people and give them all this material to put on a documentary to, to like throw fire, you know, the fire is about to go out and they take this gas and throw the gas on the fire. The government has been stoking this thing for years and just slowly putting it out and putting it out with various statements like Chase Brandon, the, you know, this high level CIA guy comes out and says Roswell was real and it was extraterrestrial and involved bodies. This could have backfired because he was this high level CIA guy and the only thing that saved it was the media just went to sleep, didn't even follow up on the story when this guy came out and made this statement. So they've been doing this all along, dropping this stuff into the UFO community and dropping it into the public. And I believe it's this climatization thing to get people ready for the fact that, that this is for real. Well, it, it kind of brings up the, uh, the possibility that perhaps some sort of timetable has been set in motion and is in place um, that requires that a certain amount of disclosure is somehow attained by such and such a date so there there may be an actual timetable going on here as yeah. well it may not be as as uh hap- you know by happenstance as, as it appears just looking at it casually there may be a a real formula behind this process of uh of clim- you know of climatization 
Yeah. It's like Hillary says, if I can get agreement, and this goes back to this idea, if, if you follow Robert Collins, his book, Exempt from Disclosure, and, and Dolan references this uh, 1991, August of 1991, after the fall of the Soviet Union, where they talked about they were going to do disclosure to Bush, they were going to go to Kenny Bunkport, and they were going to have this disclosure thing, and it was 8-8, eight, eight. the vote was 8-8, eight, eight, and they figured they could swing the other eight people, and when they took the vote, it was 12-4 uh, to four against, and the whole thing fell apart. So I think that's one of the possibilities is that the vote may now be whatever, you know, you know, nine to seven, where there are more people in favor of pushing this thing out than are against it. So that's where I think it's significant when Hillary says, if I can get agreement, which means there are there has to be some sort of law or some sort of process that she knows about, which backs up what happened when we chased the former president of Penn State University around. He was a guy that we firmly believed knew what was going on. And at one point, point he yells into the phone he said why should we change the rules to satisfy your curiosity and he was very upset and i thought rules i mean it, it sort of confirmed the fact that there are rules in behind this thing that govern what's going on and it may come down to like anything else that at a high level there's a group that's handling this and that there may be a vote that has that john podesta may know about that they're in favor of this thing coming out and now we move it to the next step and and also uh, i think as the as the baby boomer generation gets on in years, I think we're we're seeing also a generational component here. I think the younger the individual, the less alarming I think the subject uh, yeah. potentially can be. I think for for the millennials and and Gen Xers and and the subsequent generations after the after our baby boom generation, I think as some of these old old dogs um, <laughs> pass on, some of the secrecy and and the fear surrounding the subject is going to subside and I, I think it's not going to be as as a as much of a big deal as it was in the 50s and 60s yeah yeah science advances one funeral one funeral at a time when you get this tom DeLong story which is now breaking uh you know he claims he's got these 10 or 12 sources high level sources in the government who are giving him information which he can bring to the to the young people just this, this sort of disclosure thing with fictional books and non-fictional books one of, he claims that one of his sources is John Podesta and that John Podesta agreed to play in this in this game of getting this information out uh, it it doesn't make sense that some you know pop star is going to be in a position to uh, interest uh, higher ups into divulging secrets. I mean, to me, he'd be the least likely person uh, to gain any sort of headway. What? How much gravitas do you do you really place behind some of the statements that he's made and some of the claims that he's made? Well, I, I believe, like any any of the others, that it's class, it's unacknowledged special class access material, which means if you release classified material, you're going to jail. So I believe that any of these people, whether it's Greer, whether it's DeLong, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Emmenager, that these people are being controlled, that the material that they're getting is partly true and partly false. Because if you give them classified material, so when DeLong says he's getting this classified material, I do not believe it for a second. It can't be classified because people are going to go to jail. And I've never had a deep throat source come to me. The first question I would ask a deep throat source if he came to me and said, I've got this uh, unacknowledged special access material and I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'd say, are you a patriotic American? He'd say, yeah. And I'd say, do you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution and obey the law? Yeah. Well, you have lied to the U.S. government. You're uh, revealing top secret material. Why should I believe anything you're saying? I believe that all this stuff is controlled, that the material that DeLong is getting is partly true and partly false. And there's some material that I believe is 
definitely not true. And the, the, the main one is where he says that the all these black budget programs are all independent, that there is no oversight over all these programs, that everybody's just doing their whole thing. And my experience with government in dealing with, with government is that's the last thing that would be happening. It's, it's like, you know, seven copies of documents and like, you know, piles of people overseeing everything. There's no way that all these uh, people are just got piles of black budget money and everybody's just doing their own thing. I think it's just going to be control over it. So some of the stuff he says seems to make sense and some of it's not. So I think he's being controlled and it's the same thing. It's like you put out half true, half false information. You can always, when it comes back, you say that's not true and it's true. It's not true. So all he's doing is raising consciousness to the young people. They want the, the message to get to the young people. So you, you use a rock musician. He volunteered to do it. And there are probably lots of people who are being given uh, partly true, partly false material to feed out into the community. And it's like you put mud in the water and the people could talk about it. And the more people talk about it, the more the consciousness rises and the more people believe there's something to it, which is what you want. Now, well, just to yeah, point out sense. something here before we go on, covering so many different things here that it's really impossible to parse everything because right now, as I said, we're dealing with speculation and hopes and dreams that something's going to happen, especially because, you know, you and I are baby boomers, Grant. Chris is, I say, just shy of the baby boomer class. And we'd like to know, before we're gone, what's going on here. We really would. I really hope I could find out. I mean, I've been at this thing since I was 11 years old. I'm yeah. holding my breath and I'm really blue. <laughs> That's right. You see, Chris is almost blue. And yeah. we can't let him die without knowing the secret. Yeah. <laughs> we have Grant Cameron with Gene and with Chris for a while longer. You're in. Miracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Did you know that a dirty CPAP system can make you sick? If you knew what could be growing in your mask and hose, you might not sleep so well. But now, SoClean.com has released the world's first and only automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs, and it's completely hands-free. 
For a limited time, you can try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Just call 1-800-952-2797. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean destroys CPAP bacteria, viruses, and germs, and it eliminates the daily hassle of washing your system by hand. There's no water, chemicals, or disassembly. Just pop in your mask, close the lid, and presto, your CPAP system is clean and fresh in minutes. Call SoClean.com to try it risk-free at home for 30 days. This is a limited-time offer, only available by calling 1-800-952-2797. That's 1-800-952-2797. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yes, Chris is on the respirator right now. He's on the respirator, and we want to get the <laughs> truth about UFOs known so that eventually he's going to go to wherever his reward is, knowing the secret with a smile on his face. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of fun not knowing. <laughs> it, yeah. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the mystery, chasing the mystery, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just waiting for someone to show up with a Samsonite filled with, you know, used $100 bills saying, you've just uncovered an amazing secret and we're going to have to ask you and <laughs> and convince you that uh, you're not going to talk about this because most people don't have a need to know. So here's your little reward for keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm holding my breath. Be the first guy ever to make money in the UFO business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I've, I've changed my opinion. Like, I mean, I was with you guys. I mean, Bassett asked me publicly in front of uh, the X conference and we had a panel and there was a bunch of people in the room. He said, everybody went down the road. When do you think disclosure is going to happen? And I said, 2042. I mean, I never, I said the same thing. Like, there's no way. I wrote an article on my website called The Reasons They've Decided Not to Tell You the Truth. And I have like 65 reasons. And I said, if I gave anybody the briefings as to why they're withholding this, nobody in their right mind would disclose. There's there's no way. There's so many things that could go wrong. And so I never believed they would disclose. All I'm saying right now, when this happened, I said, this is the first time we've really been on the front pages of newspapers since 1947. Something has changed. Like, this Hillary Clinton thing has sort of ignited people talking about it. Nothing may happen, but you can see that it's not what it was before, that, that uh, the consciousness has risen, and we are talking about this issue. We, 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 this interview wouldn't be taking place if Hillary hadn't made these statements. Yeah. Well, we can blame it on the X-Files. Every time they come out with new X-File uh, reboots and stuff, the interest seems to, to shoot up dramatically. The one thing about the current X-Files reboot which was earlier this year, and right now we don't know when or if there'll be another one. That six-episode arc, what they said is that in the past they talked about E.T. Here they said that all the conspiracies were from our government based on what they recovered at Roswell, as opposed to an ongoing alien conspiracy. So they kind of dialed it back and put it more in the government's hands. You notice that, Grant? I, I, I didn't watch the series, so I, uh, I, I never watch anything fictional, so... so you didn't uh go down to roswell and listen to don schmidt huh (laughs) no i haven't been to roswell for a few years (laughs) yeah it's amazing to me that uh we were talking about this before uh before we had you on that uh certain individuals can get caught with their fingers in the cookie jar in the uh piggy bank and then a few months later it's like it never happened it's like you know you know (laughs) Oops, yeah, well, you caught me yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, people, see, that's what the one problem I found in the UFO community is you'll get statements where, like, Chase Brandon comes out and, you know, makes a, a very dramatic statement. Or, or uh, Ronald Reagan stands up, according to Steven Spielberg, and says, you know, he, he looks around the room as if he's doing a head count after the E.T. screening in 1982 and says, you know, I just want to let you know there are, there are a number of people in this room that know everything on that screen is absolutely true. And it, it gets a sort of excitement. You get a story and it gets excited and people talk about it for a week. And then we go back to, like, what's the latest uh, video? What's the latest sighting? And we just sort of forget it. And we go to the next story. We, we don't really stick with anything in the UFO community. We just jump from one story to another. Yeah, that's true. Uh, short attention spans. <laughs> very, very short. Yeah. And real selective memory, too. Um, you know, I'm surprised Phil Imbrogno isn't out in his MIT sweatshirt uh, giving lectures. He would be one of the rare examples of somebody that, you know, got caught red-handed uh, falsifying, in his case, his educational background. And and didn't just take a six-month hiatus and come back out like nothing nothing happened. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's bizarre to me how... People can be completely discredited and yet turn around some months later and everybody just pretends like it doesn't, it, it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people, I think it's just entertainment value. Like in the, in the end of the 19th century, people used uh, people doing seances and talking to dead people and stuff. And that was the entertainment. Now it's like the UFO is the, is a sort of an entertainment factor. We've got, you know, the big house and the two cars and our kids are in school, you know, university. And now we need some entertainment. So let's look at the UFO thing. And that's, I think one of the problems is people look at it as entertainment and that's as far as it goes. 
But that's also true about television, where the reality shows always have entertainment-based elements. Yeah. But do you think in the UFO community, this is one of the more important issues of all times, that someone would stick to it? Like, I remember the when Chase Brandon came forward, and then I talked to Huffington Post, they got like 7 million hits the first day, and they were doing a second interview. And I said, okay, we sent this letter to the CIA, and they denied they could find the documents. And so we had all these questions for Chase Brandon, and uh, I was told by the reporter, oh, we're off the record. We're just going to have a couple of beers. I said, come on. This is like a major story. And they, they dropped it, and everybody else dropped it, and they nobody ever picked it up. I, I couldn't believe it. Did this guy just walk back into the darkness and nobody did anything about it? Well, and also, isn't Chase Brandon, he's also one of the liaison uh, people uh, with Hollywood. Uh, yeah, he, sure. That, that represents uh, the CIA's interest in in yeah. uh, big budget projects in Hollywood, like uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Argo. He's been involved in some uh, some pretty significant films and and uh in hollywood projects uh yeah. so it's not like he disappeared into the into the darkness uh well, he, he, he doesn't a, do that he's, anymore he he's, he's under contract he admitted he's under still under contract to cia we'd like we all like to help he says but he if from 1995 to 2005 he had that job and that made him according to the, the people i referenced uh the second most powerful person in the cia to spoke to speak publicly on behalf of the cia without getting permission so he could sort of talk on behalf of the cia make deals and stuff like that so he was this high-ranking guy who um people just sort of ignored the only person that really picked up on it was billy cox from uh, the um from florida who actually contacted the archivist uh, and the archivist said the CIA has made a statement. I can't comment on it. And he wrote an article. But otherwise, uh, this uh, high-level guy just basically disappeared. And even Billy Cox asked the CIA, one of the former CIA directors was down there. And he asked him, he said, what, what do you say about uh, Chase Brandon making this statement about Roswald? And he said, uh, he just said, well, uh, he's a good guy. I remember him. And he wouldn't comment on it. So I have a he, comment right here, I noticed. Yeah. It's dated 2012 from Billy Cox. And he yeah. evidently talked to Jennifer Youngblood, a CIA public information officer, who yeah. said, Our historians have found nothing in the agency's holdings to corroborate Mr. Brandon's specific claims. Yeah. And that's I why mean, I that's asked- the rest of it right there. There's more to it, but that's the. Fundamentals. Yeah, but there's, I, I, Grant, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, they should have nailed him to the wall with questions. And, and yeah, well, that's what the, yeah, sure. The Huffington Post, they, they had a second interview with him. And I said, okay, the CIA is saying they couldn't find the documents. Ask him, did he talk, did the CIA talk to him to ask him where the documents were and, and questions like that. And that's when he said, oh, we're off the record. We're just going to have a couple of, a couple of beers together. And I went, Get out of here. You got this big story, and you're going to have a couple of beers with a guy? I mean, I couldn't believe it. Was that Lee that uh, said that? Yeah, yeah, it was Lee. Oh, and he, had, he got like, what, it was 7 million hits the first day. I figured, like, you, you're running with this major story, and let's go with the with part two. And there never was a part two. That, that almost uh, kind of sounds suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because we, I was involved in this. There was four researchers. Uh, Robbie Graham started this thing, where um, we sent the letter to the CIA, and 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 they came back and said this basically the same thing that we can't find the documents. By the uh, way, so, I want to unearth this big piece of information before we go to our next segment. A different perspective from Kevin Randall. He says, "Nope, 
And nope, I do not believe his tale, just as I don't believe Philip Corso's tale when approached by others as Corso was peddling his book. Sometimes you have to see behind the scenes. This is a case where the veil is nearly transparent. Brandon wants you to buy his book. And though I do read science fiction, I won't buy this one. I'll ask you for your comment in our next segment with Grant Cameron and Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. The best-kept secret in the firearms business is CDNNSports.com. CDNN Sports is the largest firearms liquidator in the U.S. We've got optics, accessories, gun parts, magazines, ammunition, and more. Sign up for our email specials today for the best gun deals, period. You will also be entered to win a Winchester 101 field shotgun. Go to Charlie, Delta, November, NovemberSports.com. That's CDNNSports.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. 
you can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Chase Brandon is not believed by Kevin Randall at all, obviously. Grant, what do you think? Okay, the, the key word is believed. If he had talked to him, if he had gone and interviewed him, then it would mean something to me. But just because he doesn't believe him doesn't mean anything. Chase Brandon had the book. He told the reporter the book had been reviewed twice by the CIA. And he said, if you want a good read, read the book. If you really want to learn something, read between the lines. So he's a significant player. I, I just ask people, let's talk to him. Let's interview him. Let's question him about what he's meaning about all this kind of stuff. But to sit on the sidelines, I mean, everybody's got a belief. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. So he may be lying. He may be telling the truth. But he's a significant player who walked out, had one interview. Everybody allowed him to walk back in. The only person that really did something, I don't know what happened, is John, John Alexander filed an FOIA with the CIA. And I don't know what happened with that. He, he was interested enough to actually file. And so I give John Alexander credit where he actually did something with this. But when people don't do anything, when this guy's there and nobody actually follows up on it, I mean, that just annoys me. Well, the other thing here also is that Kevin is complaining that this guy doesn't have any evidence to back up what he claims. It's just a claim. But, but how would he know that? He's looking at what he he's that? written, what he said. If he'd interviewed him, I would have some respect for his opinion. But if he hasn't interviewed him and or filed an FOA or done anything, it's just an opinion. That's why I'm saying we should go. I mean, it was an interesting story, whether it's true or not. Uh, this high-level guy, let's get him on the record and let's let's question him on this thing. I mean, and then he's talking about bringing out a second UFO book. So, I mean, we're going to do this whole thing again. There'll be one interview done with him and they'll drop this stuff in. And that's how they're able to do this kind of stuff is because they know that the attention span in the UFO community is so short that people will say, everybody will talk about it, then somebody like Randall or somebody will come out and say it's a hoax, and everybody will say, oh, it's a hoax, okay, what's the latest? What's the Jusalem video? See that Jusalem video? And everybody will go on to something else, and, and that's how we get suckered into all this kind of stuff, because we don't spend any time doing any proper investigation. Right. Yeah, <laughs> not like the good old days where people actually did dig and did research, and, and it was much more difficult to do it Back in the old days, uh, when you didn't have the internet and you didn't have access to these huge uh, databases and, and whatnot, you really had to had to earn it. People are just have become complacent. They they just there's so much information pouring in on a daily basis that uh, people's eyes glaze over and 
And I, I think half the time they, they're not even aware of what's important. Uh, yeah. Some of these yeah. important stories just don't—they just don't have sticky power anymore. Let me ask you about Chase Brandon. Yeah. All right, the reason that we have someone like Kevin Randall being skeptical is he doesn't see evidence to say what this guy says is correct. So where is the evidence, the positive evidence that his claims are true? We didn't get the positive evidence from Philip Corso. Nobody bothered to even ask him or check. Exactly. That's the point. Nobody asked him. If, if somebody had asked him, like the, the question that I had to Lee was ask him whether the CIA talked to him about, because they said we, we couldn't find the material. So the question was, did he have an interview after he went on coast to coast in front of millions of people and made this statement? Did the CIA come and say, what the hell are you talking about? What's going on? Where, where are these documents? Did they have an interview? That was the number one question. Did the CIA talk to you after you did this big interview on coast to coast? And uh, nobody asked him a question. And so to me, that's delinquent research to me. It's And, and I'm partly responsible as well. You know, it, Maybe it's not easy to get to these people, but there's these people popping up. And uh, I don't mind if people are skeptical, but at least talk to him i mean if he is visited by somebody that gives him credibility by the mere fact of being acknowledged as someone that requires attention if you ignore him and of course we have this statement from the public information officer the cia that basically slapped him down but if you went there and actually visited him he could say well they visited me this proves they were interested this proves what i say is true but if you let him swing in the wind twist in the wind, you let the guy twist in the wind, you ignore him, then he has nothing to say, look, they're taking me seriously. If they don't take him seriously, well, maybe they don't believe him. They think he's just a crackpot looking to sell a book. And that's the impression they convey, right or wrong, true or false. Uh That's the way you handle it. Yeah, except part of the story is that the CIA reviewed the book twice, which means they basically helped write the book. So they can make any statements that they don't believe, you know, that this is not real or whatever. Basically, they had their fingers. And and the reporter that did the initial interview told me at one point that it had been reviewed eight times, that Chase Brandon told him eight times. There was the most reviewed book. He couldn't believe the the amount of review that they did on this. And you got to change this, take this classified material, which means they had a finger. And that's why I say this is the kind of stuff that you got to ask them about. Did they review the book? What did they say? Can I get the review? Co- and all this kind of stuff. There was no questions asked him. He just came. He told this bizarre story and then walked off. And the UFO community allowed him to walk off and, and did nothing about it. And then we say, well, there's no evidence. But the evidence was there. We just didn't really try to dig in and get at it. Maybe Maybe there was evidence there. Well, this is something yeah. we're not going to solve. Maybe we should get him on the Paracast and ask him these questions because you're Good the third idea. party. I mean, it was a bizarre, bizarre incident. And it seems to have happened a number of times where people come and they sort of drop something and then they walk away. And we're almost like the media. And I don't really blame the media because it's a 24-hour news cycle. And the UFO community is almost like a 24-hour news cycle as well, is that we read the story and then we get bored and, and we got to go on to the next story. Same as the media. It's like, that's yesterday's story. We're on to the next story. And, and so we just jump from story to story and we really don't analyze anything very carefully. I suppose we don't have the facilities to do that. Certainly, as I said, the mainstream media doesn't. There are too many things coming this way and that, and they have to focus on a few stories. They have to focus now, of course, on the presidential campaign, about the uh, sexual harassment allegations against Roger Ailes, the head of Fox News. All these stories take precedence over some wacky people talking about UFOs. We have the Clinton UFO storybook out there with information that prepares you for the hope 
that maybe Secretary Clinton, should she become president of the U.S., will be more forthcoming about UFOs than her predecessors. So do you expect disclosure to happen in our lifetimes? I believe more now. I used to think never it would happen. I actually thought it was going to happen in May. When they started asking these questions at the White House press room, I figured it was about to happen because I figured it's just a matter of time until Obama comes out and he gets hit with this question. But there was a delay and then it's faded off again. I mean, I would not be surprised if it happened tomorrow. If Obama's asked a question and he stumbles or he says, yes, I was briefed, then this thing could unravel very, very fast. And I think that's the key is if people realize the president has been briefed, you don't brief the president on something that doesn't exist. If it becomes known in the White House that the president has been briefed on this subject, I think it could unravel almost instantly. And again, it could go on for another couple of years because they've been very good at sort of moving this, avoiding questions. And so it could go on for a couple of years. I'm, I'm really not too sure. I just think Hillary's in a bit of a box that she's made this statement and now she's going to have to say something once she's the uh, president, if she makes it. If she makes it, I'd say there's a 50-50 chance she'll say anything about it unless someone asks at a press conference. Grand Cameron, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you work on. My website is presidentialufo.com and I have a White House UFO blog. Those are the two places where I post material. My next article will be on this whole emergency management thing where I believe this thing is being run from and the evidence that all points to it. That's basically what I'm up to. And and the book, the Hillary Clinton book is just, people should not see it as a political book. It's just a book that basically tells as much as I can, a historical story of the interest by Bill and Hillary Clinton in this subject and the statements that have been made by them and Barack Obama. It really doesn't try to propose anything. It just it tries to be a historical book as to what happened. The book is the Clinton UFO storybook. E.T. Politics in the White House from Grand Cameron. You can find us on Twitter. Just look for the Paracast on Twitter. Send us a tweet. Don't pass along tweets from certain people, but we'll not get into that right now. We don't do politics on this show, except when we do. We're also on Facebook. Two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. A group, a community. Choose your favorite. Also, check out the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. Plus.theparacast.com. We offer a commercial-free version of this show. We offer the After the Paracast podcast. We have new a classic episodes section, a video section, a section with the introductory chapter of this book from Chris O'Brien and Ray Stanford. Lots more stuff for a low subscription price. Our price, cheap. Plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Please check it out. Also, please check out the official Paracast store for lots of cool logo merchandise featuring the Paracast. Grant Cameron, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for your interest. I appreciate it. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. 